Hello, and welcome back to Dinner at Yiffany's with your host, Tega Myrenhoof. Recently, in a particular writing group that I'm a part of called Hoofprints, I helped sponsor a writing contest with a focus on the creative use of chocolate. This will be the first of three entries that I personally selected to be read on the podcast for your listening pleasure. On tonight's episode, we will hear the story of Leon, a calico cat, in love with his polar bear boyfriend, Gilles. When the bear has a surprise for him, will he take it the wrong way? Before we get started, I would like to give a quick shout out to Noxu, the guest artist for the little writing contest that I sponsored. Having had the opportunity to speak with them over time, I can say they are such a lovely artist to work with. I've personally gotten several pieces from them, and I'm always blown away by the quality of their art. If you're curious, or if you would like to get some art from them, I'll leave a link to their Fur Affinity page in the description of the episode. With that, sit back, relax, and let us drift away into another universe of furry fiction and erotica. In Love with a Chocolatier by Cardigan My eyes could barely see what was in front of me. Only the sharp light of my scooter pierced through the darkness, which made it possible to drive on those roads. My feline ears caught the whistle of the night winds, the rustling of trees and rumbling of the engine. The sweet feeling of petrichor filled my nostrils and tongue. Just another day, or night, in my humble delivery work through these mountain towns. If I wasn't the one living it, I would never believe a delivery man to be such a requested position in this mountainous region of small towns. The amount of deliveries I had to make filled my entire schedule daily. If only the pay was good enough, I'd do that for the rest of my life. That day had tired me plenty so. Once the signs on the road told me I neared home, I sped up and rushed there. I parked the small yellow scooter in the driveway, took my matching helmet off, and lumbered towards the door. My body almost flopped in from exhaustion. In my torpor, I heard my older brother and roommate call out, Leon, is that you? I used all of my concentration to remove my dirty boots, so my answer came out slurred. Yeah. Then come to the kitchen. I'll fix you dinner. After my feet had gone from wet, dirty boxes of leather to warm slippers, I lumbered further into the household. You don't have to, Clem. I mumbled. As I entered the kitchen, I picked up the beeps of the microwave heating up some food. Hush now, said Clement. It's late, you're tired, and it's no bother. The older calico grabbed me from behind by the shoulders and forced me to sit in a chair by the dinner table. What proceeded was a scene of a half-awake zombie chowing down on some chicken, mashed potatoes, and asparagus. Once I was done, I was more alert but still sleepy. We then spent some time talking about each other's days. Clem worked desktop support in one of the biggest cities close by. He actually made enough for both of us, but I insisted on working. Partially because I'd be bored at home otherwise, but mostly because I didn't have a career in mind. At any rate, after talking and watching TV, I went to my room to relax a little, before bath and sleep. I plopped my body onto the queen-sized bed and messed around on my phone for a while. 
While catching up on social media, a message popped up on top of the screen. Hey, Leon. It said. You home? Another followed. I tapped the notification and entered the messaging app. Who sent the message? None other than my sweet boyfriend, Gil. I usually stop by a store during lunch hours, but that day, I didn't have the chance. So naturally, I had a craving for time with my polar bear. Hey, bear. I replied along with a heart emoji. Yeah, been here for a bit. You? Closed the store just now. Thought I'd text you. He shot another message with a pensive emoji. Missed you today, kitty. Aw, me too, bear. We spent the next 30 minutes chatting, talking about our day, family, and news. I would have spent the entire night with Gil, but drowsiness was really getting to me. Anyway, I sent the message. I'll go to bed now. Today was tiring. It's okay, kitty, he replied. Actually, before you go, any chance you can stop by tomorrow? I have something for you. I sent a thinking emoji. But I ain't telling you what until you're here. <laughs> Lame. I sent a tongue-out emoji. Anyway, sure. I can make it tomorrow. Alrighty. See you then. Love you. Love you too, kitty. I locked my phone and splayed my body on the bed. I spent some five minutes laying there and wondering what the something was. Eventually, I gave up, took a bath, and fell asleep. I would find out what it was the following day anyway. The following morning came and went, and soon time for lunch arrived. I had passed by my boyfriend's workshop, but only then would I really enter it. I parked my scooter in the small parking lot in front of the shop and looked high upon the plate that said Gilles Chocolates. I entered through the main door, which led to the large room with white shelves full of the sweet confection. Gilles' sweets were actually highly prized. He had won several prizes for international competitions, and foreigners visiting the small town only to taste his chocolate wasn't an uncommon sight. I made it through the meager crowd visiting the shop and reached the desk where a large white ball of fluff attended to the customers. I headed to the front of the line and beckoned him silently. After seeing me, he pointed towards the back of the shop with a smile. I blew a kiss at him and made it to the room behind the workshop. As usual, I waited in the break room for him to be available. It took about five minutes before the bear came in through the door. Hey, kitty, he said. Hey, bear. He approached me. We shared a quick peck on the mouth. Did you bring lunch? Yeah, I ordered it at Linda's again. Oh man, I love her food. We giggled as he sat at the opposite end of the round table, and we opened the parcels of food. He immediately dug into his salmon steak, which made sense given it was his favorite. Meanwhile, I ate my fish and chips more composedly. We spent the time after lunch talking about life and things like that. I barely noticed when my phone rang. I had set an alarm for when I had to get back to work. I took out the phone, stopped the buzzer, and grunted. Mm, I gotta go, Bear. I stood up to leave, but a massive white wall blocked my path. Wait, 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 said Gilles. I haven't gotten you your surprise yet. Oh, that's right. You have something for me. I contemplated for a second. Well, I can just delay this one delivery. Great. Let me go get it. The bear vanished into the back rooms, leaving me to wonder what the surprise could be. I didn't have too long to imagine, as the bear returned with a small white paper box. 
He opened it with a cheery grin. I saw inside a dark brown, solid substance. It was obviously chocolate, which is strange because I am allergic to chocolate. Bear, what is this? It's... He paused. Hypoallergenic chocolate. He had a smile on his face. I didn't. Bear, I don't think I should. Don't worry. I checked the recipe thrice. He picked a small piece of chocolate off the table and drew it close to my muzzle. Come on, say ah. I watched the sweet approach me with anxiety. Fear took over me. I pushed the hand away with my palm. I'm not eating this, Gilles. His smile faded into a frown. Oh, come on. Leon, I made this for you. And I don't want to risk it. Who knows what could happen if this goes wrong. I'm not touching that. I picked up my helmet from the table and started to leave. Now I gotta run. Later. Suddenly, he grabbed me by the wrist. That's not fair. Leon, please. You're hurting me. Stop. That made him snap back to reality. He let go, and his anger turned to sadness. Leon, I'm sorry. I... I have to go. Bye, Gilles. I left the workshop in silence, holding back tears. I felt bad for the rest of the day. I didn't get the time to process what had happened at all. Delivery after delivery, I grew angrier and sadder. When I got home, I didn't even talk to Clement. In my room splayed on that bed, I finally had the chance to think. Gilles had been so forceful that day, I just wanted to be mad at him. But doing so made me sad. I still loved him, after all. With a sigh, I closed my eyes and let it all sink in. Why had he been so passionate about making me eat them? Hypoallergenic chocolate, huh? Soon, curiosity replaced sadness. I took out my phone and looked up that special sweet. After an hour of reading blog posts and sites, I got to my conclusion. Apparently, hypoallergenic chocolate is quite difficult to make. It's costly and wasteful of many materials. It took researchers a master chocolatier just to make a batch for research. It sunk in then that Gilles had gone through all that process just for me. I felt guilty suddenly. It wasn't wrong of me to be mad at him for being forceful, but I should have at least looked up the special chocolate before rejecting it outright. I gulped and bit the bullet. In the messaging app, I opened up Gilles' contact and sent a message. Can I see you tomorrow? We need to talk. Thirty minutes later, the response came. Okay. Took me a while to sleep that night. The following day went as usual, but my mind wasn't in the deliveries at all. I couldn't get back to Jill's during lunch, so I only made it there at night when my work was done. Again, he asked me to enter the break room and meet the polar bear within a few minutes, which left me little time to think of my words. We sat on opposite ends of the table again. A blanket of silence covered us. I gulped and took the plunge. Gilles, I'm sorry. You were sorry. <laughs> I was ridiculous yesterday. We both were, I think. I didn't give you a chance, even when I know you wouldn't do anything to hurt me. You were right to be suspicious, though. I mean, it's your health we're talking about. I should have asked you first. 
and I should have trusted you. I sighed. I mean, we both know how to remedy this, don't we? You mean, no, you shouldn't. It's too risky. But I want to. I looked it up. It's not that risky. Studies show the chance of going bad is only like 5%. Yeah, I researched it too. <laughs> Figures. Anyway, I'm ready to give it a chance. And look. I took a small bottle from my jacket pocket. Allergy meds. My bear doesn't seem all that convinced. So I stand up and approach him, and I raise my hung head to face him. I trust you, I said. Then I put our mouths together into a warm kiss. Initially, he was hesitant, but eventually gave in and let our tongues dance in a love-filled embrace. I pulled out and looked him in the eyes with a smile. Okay, he said. I waited around a bit for him to bring the chocolate back. No fear. I was completely ready for it. He brought the sweets to me and let me take a piece. I didn't waver and took a piece quickly, putting it in my mouth. The expression of surprise on Gilles' face was pretty funny. A cautious bite and another. Bitterness and sweetness filled my mouth. How are you doing? He said. It was an explosion in my mouth, a rush of emotions. I could tell my whole body adjusting to the fresh taste, every chemical in position to release pleasure. It's great, I said, teary-eyed. It's fucking delicious. Suddenly, big white arms wrapped me into a hug. I'm glad, Kitty. I'm so glad. I hugged back, feeling his warmth. His size dwarfed me. A few more chocolates later, I had to call my brother. After such emotions, we realized I wouldn't be sleeping at home that night. Gilles' two-story house was behind his workshop, and my bear carried me all the way there. We entered his bedroom in a sea of kisses, the little smooches only stopping when he laid me on the king-sized bed. By then, my jacket was long gone. I finished the job when I removed my t-shirt. He followed suit, stripping to his dark blue boxer briefs. I was about to remove my own pants, but meaty white hands stopped me. Let me handle this, he said behind a naughty smirk. His fingers worked my button and zipper open with such lightness it was almost a sexual act. He pulled down my pants with the same cadence, slowly revealing my striped briefs. Oh, he said. You're wearing the ones I got you. Of course, I blushed. They're really cute. He smooched my covered crotch, which of course incited my penis to grow harder. The polar bear didn't stop. He licked and nibbled my privates until I was fully erect. Gil finally freed my cock from its textile cage, wasting no time admiring it. I watched as my manhood was devoured by the thirsty bear as he began sucking and licking it. That was when I started gasping. My mouth released pants which elicited him to bob his head. Repeatedly, he approached and retracted from the base of my dick. It drove me nuts. Sighs turned into moans as I held the back of his head and made him go down on me faster. The warmth of his tongue sliding inside of his white muzzle was amazing. It took no longer than two minutes for me to get close to the edge. Oh, fuck, Bear. I'm so close. He retracted his muzzle one last time, 
leaving behind a wet dick and a confused cat. Nuh-uh. We aren't finished yet, he said. He rose from his position and removed his underwear, which gave me an ample view of his thick cock and heavy hanging balls. I grinned. What do you have in mind? He shot me bedroom eyes. I want to ride you, kitty. Aren't you too big for that? He turned around. Not if we do it like this. Gil grabbed my dick again, lining it up with his asshole. I got the idea and spread my legs to accommodate his fat ass. Then it began. He sat down on my crotch, slowly consuming my penis with his white butt. Since he had already lubed me up, the process continued smoothly. Once I was all in, he released a sharp moan of pleasure. It didn't stop there, of course. He began going up and down on my shaft, almost twerking to the beat of sex. The insides of his ass felt so good, better than his mouth even. It had been a while since I last topped, so he must have been hungry for the touch of my manhood. His speed wasn't enough for me. I needed more. So I grabbed him by the waist and made him go up and down with speed and power. He relinquished all control to me, moaning every time my length went inside him completely. Each touch was the sweetest. Every thrust was the most powerful. I was again close to orgasm. Gil, I'm gonna... Yes, yes. Oh, fill me. After his begging, I couldn't hold back for more than a second. I forced him between my thighs and gave him all of my cum. I felt every inch of his asshole being loaded with my spunk. While I filled him, he came as well, shooting strings on the bedroom floor. We remained in the afterglow for a couple of seconds before laying together in bed. He became my big spoon and held me tight, showering me with kisses again. Ah, uh, that was great, he said. Yeah, pretty hot. A tinge of comfortable silence came, and we smiled at each other. Good night, Kitty. I love you too. Inside that living blanket, it took me no second to fall asleep. And with that, we've come to the end of our story. As you've noticed on tonight's episode, we've brought in a few new voices to help bring more life to the characters in the story. I would like each of them to introduce themselves. Fellas? Hey, it's Modest Jack, and I play Gile. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. Check me out on Furfinity slash Modest Jack if you want to. I'm alright. Hey there, my name is uh, Benji Bay. I'm uh, one of the voice actors. I played the part of Leon for this story. Um, there's not much to talk about myself. Uh, this is my first time performing any sort of voice acting role. I normally uh, am more on the developing side of stories. I'm a writer myself. Um, I was one of the first uh, authors featured on this podcast, but uh, Takam over here asked for a little bit of help with voice work, and how could I say no with such a fun project? Um, if you want to contact me, you can find me at benji-bay.sofurry.com or you can find me on Telegram at Benji Bay. Thank you, gentlemen. To conclude the episode, I would once again like to thank all of you for listening to the podcast and sincerely hope you've enjoyed it. If you would like to leave a comment, 
You can do so by visiting our website at www.dinneratyiffany's.com. You can also leave a voice message, sign up for notifications, and submit stories that you would love to hear on the show. And finally, good night and come again. <laughs>